This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We are on our theme show, Faithful Followers Friday, and we have Lucas I, th- I keep saying Bombeck, and it's not Bombeck. You, you well, say- if you pronounce it with the German pronunciation, it's hard. So the Bombeck is what most of my family members say. Okay, okay, Bombeck. good enough, good enough, good enough, close enough. And he is filling in for Vinny. Vinny is, is away. Um, he's at some meetings in Oregon, so we wish him well. He did report back that the conference that he's at doesn't have the bookstore that we do. So this is just another <laughs> plug to make sure that you plug put on your calendar. The next year, September 27th and 28th, Reformation Boise is coming. You might as well just block it off right now. Bring and your prepare money. Prepare and set aside your shekels. Five bucks. Um, between now and then for to, in preparation for the bookstore that is coming. I hate to, this is just a little slight public confession. I may have already been begun the process of buying books for next year. So that's already <laughs> happening. So as I prepare in buying books, you prepare by storing up the nuts for winter. And there's some good sales. You got to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So on Faithful Followers Friday, we're going to today talk about spiritual leadership in the home. And I just want to emphasize that the reason why we're talking about this is, A, it's important, but but B, this is the result of listener feedback. There are people that are engaging with us, and we're paying attention, (laughs) and we are here, at least in part, to serve. So if there are issues, topics, ideas, questions that you have that you would like us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us at thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. Thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. Send in your request. Naturally, we do reserve the right to screen out those emails. But at this point, we're not having to screen out anything because we're not getting them. So, But we did get this one. And this is what the listener wrote. Recently, I had a discussion with someone regarding their husband and they're wanting them to become more of a spiritual leader in the home. I'm not sure if this has been discussed in the past, but thought of you guys and I thought I would mention it. And then he asked these questions. What would be the best way for this person to approach her husband in this area or not approach? What would be some, some of the things to do and what not to do when a spouse feels this way? So we're going to back up before jumping in on those questions and lay a a foundation for our time today. First, what are some passages of Scripture that you think would be helpful in just this overall conversation of spiritual leadership in the home? Can I just back up just before we get to the the questions? I think that, first of all, you know, it's important as we look to Scripture, what is a spiritual leader? But what is what is their impression of a spiritual leader? Because sometimes, you know, I mean, that's a whole range of uh, expectations. 
Are they wanting them to lead their family in a daily devotion? Are they or pray aloud before meals or read Bible stories to children or join a, yes. a men's group or share in the struggle, share your, their spiritual insights or attend church regularly? What is it that you find lacking? And what is it that you, and are, are your expectations of that person? reasonable do they recognize his personality and strengths and and those things so you need to begin with what your what your expectations are because i don't think anybody ever lives up to expectations i don't live up to my own expectations you know and before we jump in if i could just just add to that just slightly when i'm doing premarital counseling um, you talk about a whole host of Mm -hmm. different categories right so there's all these different slices of what it means to live together as a husband and wife and what i i emphasized throughout the entire process is ultimately it boils down to communication mm-hmm. that in whatever area that you're dealing with really the core is still communication if you do that well and in these type of cases oftentimes there is unhealthy or inadequate communication and i would just say just an overall that marital that, principle. That, that four-letter word, T-A-L-K, talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the one scripture that comes to mind right away is actually Genesis 2, verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him or suitable, a helper that's up to the task. And so that's what I would say to this lady. I'd say, you know what? I think you're up to the task. You have a desire to serve your family. You have a desire to help your husband. And you know what What my wife does for me? She says, honey, is it time to read the Bible? And I'm so thankful for my wife because there's so many times when the house is chaotic, we have little kids, and they scream through Bible reading sometimes. And, you know, my wife just encouraging. So just be a good helper, I think, is the best, best advice. But there's other good passages about marriage and, and how we relate to each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, one of the big ones with as far as spiritual leadership in the home be ephesians 5 where there uh, paul contrasts the roles of husbands and wives and and the the role that is pictured there for the husband to model is that of uh, christ as the head of the church who freely gave himself up for his bride and so the role of a husband in the spiritual leader sense is one of a sacrificial love of giving of himself in this leadership role, but he is called, you know, the, the head of the home. And that may go to, you know, some of Jonathan's, you know, what are the expectations, you know, it's going through as Russ mentioned, you know, premarital counseling, or even marriage counseling uh, with couples that are struggling. That's one of the, the first things that I usually cover is going back to okay, what is, what is the home? What's the structure? What are your expectations? And having that, seems you know in this situation there is an understanding at least with one party that there is this spiritual leadership role i think diving like a little bit into those questions would be one of kind of like along the lines of lucas i've i've experienced the same thing where you know my wife you know will say like hey is it time to time to read or you know even sometimes my kids have gotten in the pattern like hey is it family worship time you know if, if my mind is elsewhere and that's been a real help and encouragement i think also behind the scenes before that and as their husband and wife together just approaching um like hey I, you know what what are your thoughts of of incorporating more of this if there's something specific that they're looking towards 
maybe um, it'd be important not to approach it of, okay, here's where you're failing, mm-hmm. but approach it of, hey, I have this idea. What do you think about incorporating more of this and open that discussion? Yeah, I think that uh, it, it, in large part, uh, recognizing the spiritual qualities of the person that you're dealing with. You know, for instance, uh, the Bible says, uh, "Husbands love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her." You know, does you know? Well, the question comes up: Does your husband love you? And does he take good care of you? That's spiritual leadership. Are you, is you can encourage that by just simply saying, uh, "You you you recognize that." If you're the wife, you're telling him that you appreciate those things. Is he? We're told that he must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him and do it in a manner that is worthy of full respect. Is he teaching the children how to behave? Is he guiding them with love and care? That's that's spiritual leadership. When I say you need to know what your expectations are, you you need to recognize where spiritual leadership is happening, encourage it, and then. Uh, from there, you can build on on those things, uh, as Lucas and Ryan are saying, you know, about encouraging areas of uh, participation in family worship, if that's the case. So I think what, if I can just summarize some things, we have the husband is the head of the home as Christ is the head of the church. And Ephesians 5 is going to say that the husband is to nourish and to care for and cherish the wife. His wife, just like Christ, nourishes and cherishes his church. He is supposed to wash and and purify and cleanse his wife with the word. So the word is central. How How does the body, how does the church grow and nourish? It's from feasting on the word of God. So the word has to be a a component of, of what spiritual leadership looks like, but it goes also into what Ryan was saying. It's the attitude in which it's approached. It's one of, of humbleness and, um, and love, of, of this sense of that they have an obligation to protect and lead and to, to cherish. There's nothing harsh about it. So anytime anybody would say talk about spiritual leadership in the home in an authoritative way, uh, run for the hills yeah. because they have completely missed the, the pathos of, of Ephesians 5. Mm-hmm. They've missed how Christ interacts with his church. And then it also involves the children, that you bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, it's, a, it's just, and, and then if you tie all this together back to what Lucas said, the wife is coming alongside of the husband and saying, this is, is what our home ought to look like, being clear with the expectations that Jonathan is saying, and I'm here to help you. I'm not here to to challenge you. I'm not here to create false guilt. I'm not here to un, I, I'm here to and and please help me to help you. What would you need from me as your as your helpmate? And look at it as a, as we're both all in, not in a I can't get my husband to do what I want. And so then I'm going to. Yeah, these are not uh, motivational qualities. When you say, "I wish you were more of a spiritual leader in our home," or right. "Why don't you ever step up?" Sure, and right. so and so's family does this. this or, why don't yeah. we? You yeah, know, uh, you know, you can you can say some of those same things. You can say, "I would love it if our family could do this." What do you think about that? Would you be interested in or willing to? You know, I don't know what the best situation is. Uh, what do you think? You you're setting them up to give an answer rather than you know just directing them to to 
step up. I think a good, you know, I mean, what Paul closes with there in verse 33 of chapter 5 is, nevertheless, let each of one of you uh, in particular shall love, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So there's that idea of that self-sacrificial love. As you love yourself, you're to love your wife. As, but then also on the flip side, just, you know, for, for the wives in these circumstances, and this isn't just this circumstance, but in any circumstance where you want to bring something to your husband's attention, I think stereotypically women respond to acts of love, and then stereotypically men respond to acts of respect. I think if men know that on the stereotypical level that we are respected and valued in that way, we're much more likely to be engaging and do something. Yeah, just to uh, go back to this whole concept of submission, I think it's totally appropriate not to to sort of water that down too much, but there is this sense in which a wife really needs to have her husband sort of take that leadership role, and um, it's natural for him. It's actually better for the church. Let's say uh, she's reading all the scriptures at home, and the husband's sort of just sitting there like a lump. You know, probably just really not that great a message to send to the kids, and even to her, if he takes that sort of natural position, kind of like, you know, Ezra in the Old Testament, reading the scripture and uh, and bringing it before his family, especially if he's not good at reading. And this can be a problem. I know a lot of men, you know, my wife's better at reading, but we need leaders in the church. We need men who can teach Sunday school. And how are you going to get better at reading the word out loud? Uh, you're going to get better by doing it at home. And you're going to help the church because you're going to become more confident in the word. So instead of, I mean, this is a problem of inertia, but we can overcome it just by, you know, setting ourselves up for success. We've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.